With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Using your Aspiration Zero credit card helps fight climate change. It's true. See, Aspiration Zero plants a tree each time you make a purchase. And tree planting is one of the most effective ways to combat global warming. Track your progress in the app and earn 1% cash back each month you reach carbon zero. Aspiration Zero. One card, zero carbon footprint. Learn more at Aspiration.com. The Aspiration Zero MasterCard is issued by Beneficial State Bank pursuant to license by MasterCard International Incorporated. Beneficial State Bank, member FDIC 2021. There's a recipe for getting your car running just right. And ebaymotors.com has all the ingredients you need. They have over 122 million car parts and accessories in stock, all at the right prices. Now that's tasty. ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. We just can't seem to catch a break, huh? So many rough fire seasons. But we made it through, and now there's another risk. All that charred soil and burnt vegetation can lead to floods and mud flow. I know, but you've got this too. 
And one way to get this is to get this, flood insurance. There's no rest for the West, but with flood insurance, you can rest assured that you're ready for whatever else nature throws at you. Protect the life you've built at floodsmart.gov wildfires. Ladies and gentlemen, you want experience during your football season? Well, buckle up, sweet cheeks. That's all we need. We've got all the experience in the world. This is I Want Your Flex with Dan Beyer and Mike Harmon. Mike and Dan break down everything you need to set your lineups. From position rankings to starts and sits, the guys help you make those hard decisions. And now, let's get your flex on. Here's Dan Beyer and Mike Harmon. Well, that's a wrap on a wild card weekend. Six games, four of them stunk. Get Mike on Twitter at Swollen Cove. You can find me on Twitter at Dan Beyer on Fox. Our executive producer is Ryan Pershinger. He will be joining us later on in the show to take part in our 2022 fantasy football draft. We did the first round last week. We'll review those picks quickly and then we'll get on with our second round. That's a little bit later on in the show. But Mike, yeah, wild card weekend is here. I know I was blunt. But uh, snooze fest on Monday night between the Rams and Cardinals. Yeah, pretty much had a snooze fest in Kansas City with the Steelers and Chiefs. Same thing with the Eagles and Buccaneers. And then on what you had, I, I know Bills fans loved what they had on on Saturday night, but uh, that was a that that was a joke between the uh, Patriots and Bills. So if it wasn't for the Bengals and Raiders and the Niners and the Cowboys, Wild Card Weekend would have been a total dud for football fans. That about sums it up nicely. I guess you could add one quarter of play from Pittsburgh and Kansas City, right? T.J. Watt gives him the lead. Yeah, Everybody's like, "Whoa!" Yeah. And then it's like, yeah. "All right, go to work." <laughs> I would also say when the ball was in the air from Mac Jones, um, right before Micah Hyde picked it off, like maybe that portion of the <laughs> yeah. game was interesting. That to what be a, for an catch. object in the end zone. Well, the foreign object so. in the end zone, keeping it clean. Uh, well, nighttime, well, any time of day activities, if you're feeling in the mood. Uh, a tradition unlike any other. Let's, let's just leave it like that. But uh, the, the Monday night game that capped things off, the Cardinals and Rams, just an absolute boat racing uh, off the jump. I mean, a guy that for fantasy purposes, you start getting a little bit geeked up. And I think we did this year, uh, but he wasn't there for you. It was Cam Akers. The fact that he's got the miracle cure, so I'll look for the sports science or the rehab uh, videos to come through because, you know, I could use to add some muscle mass to my legs. Maybe I can get back on a field somewhere. Uh, Just absolutely absurd. (laughs) That and the defensive effort uh, against Kyler Murray. And uh, we saw so many – small pictures of Kyler Murray, the fact that the people immediately go to their height. I feel sensitive about it, Dan, because standing five foot nothing as a fire plug myself, uh, I felt seen with some of the memes that I saw during the course of this game. Uh, but this one was never in doubt. In front of what was a largely Rams audience, which was ama- absolutely amazing. It was, until you remember that I've never met a Cardinals fan in my life, and I don't know if you have, Mike. I got like three. I've never. I got met a couple of guys I worked with at Yahoo twenty years ago. So, well, that's a couple more than I have because I know no one. <laughs> yeah, nobody was like, gravitating to those that's Jim my Hart squad. back in the day. <laughs> no, no Neil Lomax lifers. No Johnny Johnson fans. No Rob Moore, David Boston fanatics. Not even an Otis None Anderson in the mix, man. Come on. 
Oh, yeah, there you go. We could just name old Cardinals, whether it be St. Louis, Phoenix, or Arizona. I remember my mom went on a a work trip to Arizona right when the Cardinals moved to uh, Arizona from St. Louis. And they were, you know, they were the Phoenix Cardinals for the first couple of years. And then they switched to Arizona later on. But my mom brought back a Phoenix Cardinals hat. Oh, nice. And I just thought it was the coolest thing. And and it was in, like, February where it's four degrees. But anywhere inside, like, our house, I was wearing this Phoenix Cardinals hat because it was so unique. But that's, a, that's, about, that's about as close as a Cardinals fan as I would get is I actually wore a hat to the Phoenix Cardinals. I just don't – I don't know any Cardinals fans. Just like I don't know any Jaguars fans. I have I, – yeah. I, but I know that there are Jaguars fans because I've been to Jacksonville. I've, I've seen them. I've spoken with them. I, I At least I've talked to them. I've never met anybody who just lives and dies with the Arizona Cardinals. No, I, I, I don't even know if these guys do. But, you know, every once in a while they pop out of the weeds when the Cardinals are running well. You know, after the seventh week of this season, like, oh, we're going. We're going. And then, well, J.J. Watt gets hurt. Murray misses a couple of weeks. DeAndre Hopkins goes down. And then later on you lose James Conner for a couple of weeks. You're just like, all right. It ain't happening for us. And as always, Kingsbury can't coach after the midpoint yeah. of a season. I wonder about Kyler Murray, not for for his pro career, but for his fantasy prospects. When you consider how Arizona ends up playing uh, at the end of these seasons, uh, it seems that maybe teams are catching up a little bit. At the time of this recording, we believe Cliff Kingsbury is going to be back as head coach. Oh, you but might. I think he should get Mike, fired. That would... I think he and Kime should both go out that... the door, but that's just me. <laughs> I I I think that there's the tough part about I would say moving on is they did make the playoffs this year despite their collapse. Sure. And that there are pieces there. I don't think that they should have gotten older in the offseason. I don't think that adding JJ Watt and AJ Green were that great, but James Conner did end up working out. Rondell Moore's gonna be a nice pick. Uh they're you know they're could be some other defensive pieces that they you know need to have but it's just of where do you go if you want to move on from Kingsbury how do you improve and what do you end up wanting to bring in just because not that they're they're you know joined at the hip but that offense that Kingsbury was bringing in was going to be kind of tailor-made for Kyler Murray so if you don't have Kingsbury there then what do you do for Kyler Murray so if there even if there is a change uh, you wouldn't know what is happening with Murray. I just, I, I'm not as high on him, just from what we've seen over the last two years. Later on in the season, uh, there, there are other quarterbacks that I, that I think I would much rather have. I know he'll put up a pinball number, you know, game here or there, but I just am overall, I have questions in 2022 about how high I would draft Kyler Murray at the quarterback position. Yeah, I mean, a couple of things flow down to it. Uh, you couldn't have anticipated that James Conner would be as good as he was in short yardage and goal line situations based on what you'd seen in Pittsburgh, right? When they brought him in to pair with Chase Edmonds, it was a, all right, let's see if we get a bit of a rebound of the guy he was a couple of years ago. Instead, he vultures anything in and around the goal line. And Mm -hmm. so what happens? Kyler Murray's rushing efforts – not to mention the ankle injury that might have precluded him from doing some of that. And that was part of the question, I think, on display on Monday night where there were a number of plays he just looked completely unsure as to whether he should take off or not. It's, 
that used to not be an issue. It used to just be just, all right, if it's not there, go make a play. And he did a couple times, but others reticent uh, to, to do so. Still finished 10th for fantasy points for quarterbacks this year, despite missing the games and having the big downtick in his rushing touchdown total. But to your point, 17 of his passing touchdowns came in those first seven weeks. Mm-hmm. Once he came back from the injury, he was a jag. Sorry, Mike yeah. Mayock. I had to do it. He was just a guy. And and he didn't run the ball as much early on in the season. Right. Um, did later on, even even after uh, the, the injury, which is a little off kilter if if you were to you would think that he would run even less if he was dinged up but i do think that his his health and you know that is going to play a part in it and if if he's 10th he's 10th but then you also have uh, i you know I, I don't have the the actual rankings of players you may actually have them in front of me but there are going to be guys that maybe move up we can see i i just don't i don't i wouldn't feel I wouldn't feel like I was getting a great value if I took him as my fifth or sixth quarterback. And I think that's sure. What was he third or fourth, you know, entering this past year about where we would have him. And, right. and that's a disappointment. And so now there are just other guys, you know, Joe Burrow's going to go higher than he is next year. Justin Herbert's going to go higher than he is or should go higher. There are enough guys there that I would feel comfortable in having over Kyler Murray, especially with, you know, the questions of how Arizona's played down the stretch the last two seasons. Yeah, Tom Brady's 57 years old. He'll still sure. be ranked higher. Patrick Mahomes, in a down year, still finished fourth overall. And and I, I think the, the big thing is remembering we're not playing best ball. So even though you're saying he's 10th, right, as, as in you, the collective you, all of us, looking at our, our spreadsheets and seeing where everything fell out and me mouthing it here, it's still the, all right, he wasn't there for a good chunk of the season and he was bad and probably getting pushed out of your lineup down the stretch because you didn't trust it, right? With no DeAndre Hopkins, you didn't have a discernible number one. Now there's hope that there's better days ahead for Rondale Moore who missed a bunch of the season. Hopkins is back. And then you brought in Zach Ertz. You know, there, there's things to like. Christian Kirk is a nice 2A or 3 guy, but certainly not a number one where he was being asked to play. Because even though you had a depleted Los Angeles Rams secondary, right? Eric Weddle, hey, are you fat? I mean, which was essentially the conversation. Uh, you know, they, they still couldn't crack that code at yeah. all on, on a Monday night game. So with the starting safeties both out. So, yeah, I, I would be reticent. Uh, to jump on board the bad wagon. Now, if I get him as a back-end QB1, yeah, I'm going to have to back that up given his injury history uh, and the fact that I would expect him to be trying to get to the edge and running again. So I'm going to have to come back for my second quarterback earlier perhaps than I would otherwise. But I'm certainly not reaching. Like you said, Burrow, Herbert, there's just too many other guys that uh, are, are just easier pickups. I'm not a huge Dak Prescott fan uh, in the larger sense especially after watching him this weekend and then calling for uh, folks to pelt officials with trash. Uh, <laughs> that, that, that just made no sense. Uh, but they're still going to have, you know, be replete with weapons in that offense. So the, the games, at least for the regular season, when you're playing six in division against, well, let's face it, trash, uh, you're going to be able to put up points. If you are in a 12-team league, I guess at number 10, Kyler Murray would, would – 
feel like you're getting a, a decent play there. However, I would also say Josh Allen, Tom Brady, Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes. I know you're not a Dak fan, but Dak I'm going to put in there. I'll even put yeah, Matthew for Stafford in there. Yeah, for fantasy purposes, sure. Joe Burrow, uh, Aaron Rodgers uh, in Green Bay or out of Green Bay. Those are all guys that I think that, that would – and did score better than Kyler Murray did this past year. What do Take you do Lamar with Jalen Hurts, assuming yeah. he stays the guy? Yeah, Jalen Hurts is there. Kirk Cousins, you know, in, in, the, in that neighborhood as well. Derek Carr is, is well, a little less than, than Kyler Murray. But you've got Lamar Jackson with an off year, uh, right. him missing games. Russell Wilson missed three games himself. Don't know where he's going to be. Those are other names at that point in the draft that you may have to decide on who you would – you know, choose to take if uh, if you wanted to take Kyler Murray, but those other guys, I just I would feel a little bit more safer uh, when it when it comes to them. It could be a boomer bust sort of thing. Maybe maybe you go for it. I just don't have him in my top four or five that I that I think a lot of people had entering this season. Yeah, so. no, it it certainly pushes off, Dan. I would agree with you. Uh, and and I'm curious, right? As you and I sit to record this late Monday, early Tuesday morning, how many more coaching jobs become open? coming off of super wild yeah. card weekend, right? Do the Cowboys decide they like Dan Quinn more than they like Mike McCarthy and then give a King's ransom for Kellen Moore to stay? Why? I don't know. Uh, but Kellen Moore to stay. Uh, do the Cardinals move on? And obviously uh, mention. MTV's official challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. 
Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Mike Mayock, the Raiders move him, which means Basaccia's, you know, Jimmy Fallon-inspired thank you notes might be his last act as Raiders coach before someone else comes in. So uh, the revolving door continues. Yeah, and, and it's such an interesting coaching cycle as well as because Dan Quinn does seem to be the the hot name. If Jim Harbaugh makes the leap, that would be something else. And and I think that we're going to find out with uh, what, you know, looks like Pete Carroll's going to stay in Seattle. But that quarterback movement, if, if there are trades, you know, we had the Stafford to the Rams uh, last year during, uh, you know, this, this playoff time. Kirk Cousins trade. Uh, to uh it was the Alex Smith deal that uh if I'm if I'm remember correctly it was the uh Alex Smith was uh ended up being traded to Kansas City I believe or to from Kansas City to Washington and around Right that was the end of January Yeah yeah that was around a Super Bowl week so point being is you're going to get you know these sort of deals maybe done in the next three or four weeks if there is some off-season movements and obviously we'll be tracking more of those do you own or rent your home sure you do and i bet it can be hard work you know it's easy bundling policies with geico geico makes it easy to bundle your homeowners or renters insurance along with your auto policy it's a good thing too because you already have so much to do around your home Go to Geico.com, get a quote, and see how much you could save. It's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. That's Geico.com. We just can't seem to catch a break, huh? So many rough fire seasons. But we made it through, and now there's another risk. All that charred soil and burnt vegetation can lead to floods and mud flow. I know, but you've got this too. And one way to get this is to get this flood insurance. 
There's no rest for the West, but with flood insurance, you can rest assured that you're ready for whatever else nature throws at you. Protect the life you've built at floodsmart.gov wildfires. Support for this podcast in the following message comes from American Express. Craving inspiration for next year's beach trip? With Amex Platinum, it's never too soon to start thinking about your next vacation. With over 1,200 fine hotels and resorts properties to choose from and more perks to make your stay even better, the daydreaming never stops. Oh, where were we? Ah, travel perks. One of the many reasons you're with Amex Platinum. Visit americanexpress.com slash with platinum. Terms apply. One other point that I just wanted to make before we went into uh, everything that is going to be our 2022 look-ahead draft. As you look at these games that are now coming up in the divisional playoff round, Mike, I I just I'm I just going to warn Green Bay, and I'm going to warn Buffalo. Green Bay at home, Buffalo on the road, going to Kansas City. Green Bay hosting San Francisco. I think Mike, and it's different. Like when we saw with the Rams beating the Cardinals, they split during the regular season. Both or each team won on the other team's field. Rams end up winning the rubber match and advance to face uh, Tampa. It's difficult to beat a team again. And I guess this is the message for the Rams as well because they beat Tampa. But I think Tampa's going to have a bit of a chip on their shoulder. They're going to get to host the game. I do like Tampa in that game against the Rams. But I do caution Green Bay in reading too much into that game that they had with the 49ers earlier this season, where I think it was a different 49ers team. And I do caution Buffalo in going to Kansas City and thinking they're going to run all over the Chiefs because it does seem to be a different Kansas City team. So as we're looking at these four playoff matchups that we have, I just I think it I I, I see a lot of Packer fans that are saying, yeah, we we don't like the matchup with the 49ers, but hey, we're still the Packers. I would just caution because I just think that they're different teams, both in the Green Bay side of things and the Kansas City or the the, uh, Buffalo side of things that they're facing that they faced earlier on this season. Style of football that San Francisco plays and when they're on a roll, right, and you look at what Debo Samuel's become and we've celebrated him for fantasy purposes and I would guarantee he shows up somewhere in this uh, second round of our mock draft somewhere uh, in there as one of the three of us or if unless we just really decide to, uh, well, shuffle him out because we want to make him a value pick as far as we say it. Uh, he's, he and Elijah Mitchell have just been fantastic. Now it's just a, can you go Jimmy Garoppolo into the bad decision, right, into the ball that floats and take full advantage of that. But their defense with the remains to be seen, right, how, how healthy they are on that front. Because if Bosa's not there – it's curiosity because Aaron Rodgers isn't going to give you the same passes or hesitancy that Dak Prescott did, right? Once he's out, yeah. of, if he's not there, they will figure out a way to exploit it uh, and, and make it to their advantage. So uh, curious uh, to see how that one plays uh, for certain. And obviously I'd pick the uh, 49ers to go to the Super Bowl. You know, 
I went off the beaten path on our big grid in the Fox Sports Radio studios. So you know where I'm at here. That yeah. Jimmy Garoppolo, to me, is a guy. He's one of those uh, middling guys, never going to be a, a star for your fantasy team. And other than folks saying how good he looks, he's not a sexy NFL quarterback as far as stats, but he wins games. He keeps you in games, and they've built the squad to to help him just push things along. Doesn't need to be great. Doesn't need to light up the stat sheet, but runs the offense, and that team keeps a calm. And you saw how that played out in you know just the methodical beating of the the Cowboys. We'll see if they can do it again. I think it's going to be interesting when you look at what the 49ers have and. On the surface, you would think that Dallas had more talent than San Francisco had. And then when you kind of start to go down the line, Mike, of of who each has, Dallas didn't have Gallup. Zeke isn't what he was. Uh, CeeDee Lamb, I have no idea what's going on with him and Dak Prescott. But you look at what San Francisco has. You mentioned Debo. You mentioned Elijah Mitchell. Uh, They didn't need George Kittle a lot to beat. Dallas, uh, but he is obviously a weapon. Brandon Ayuk is really good. Uh, Juwan Jennings has been there for San Francisco. Weapons-wise, the 49ers... The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least 
as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Outside of Mitchell and Samuel, have guys that you can also rely on and can match up team for team. They match up even better than Green Bay, despite Green Bay's great weapons with Adams and Jones and Dylan. When you take everybody together, San Francisco's got a bunch of guys who we don't maybe notice it, but are just playing really, really good football and are guys that they can rely on or make plays. And maybe it, maybe it will work with your uh, with your Super Bowl pick. Who did you have them facing in the uh, Super Bowl? Kansas City. Oh, so you are you've got both alive, or uh, yeah? But I I also you know to expand it the game that you were watching with Buffalo Kansas City that was my AFC title game. If we okay, were back it out so I, we get that around earlier. I did uh, I did uh, my Super Bowl was Bills Rams, so that's still alive. Still alive. There you go. Maybe a little bit of a long shot, but I also had I also had the. Bills beating the Browns in the AFC title game, and, and that won't be happening. That's okay. I, I think Green Bay's the best team in the NFL. I really do. But when you're just going matchups and you're going one game, it's the one to worry about. And even though the NFC Championship has kind of been Green Bay's bugaboo, if they could get through this gauntlet of of San Francisco and Tampa Bay, uh, if it ends up being Tampa Bay, uh, good on Green Bay because I do think they are the best team uh, entering the playoffs, and we'll just we'll see how they fare in that night game on Saturday night at Lambeau. I tell you what, though, if Aaron Rodgers does fail to get out of the NFC title game, think of all the fun narratives that get to really get explored. Bucky Brooks and I did a little of that on Sunday morning because I, I think folks still remember uh, all things a bit incorrectly. When it comes, because he made fun of the Giants, right, and the uh, the quarterback sneaks yeah. uh, inside yep. the ten, whatever, and said if Matt would do that, I'm like, well, you gave up the field down eight, with two <laughs> minutes left, you know, after having three cracks at the end zone, they didn't run the ball, 
Mm-hmm. You threw it three times, and then you, when they gave the field goal sign, you didn't flip him off, you didn't wave him off, you didn't call timeout to go yell at him. You acquiesced, you gave him the field, field goal, uh, crew their opportunity, and then you lose by five. So uh, I don't think you should be making fun of the Giants, even if the rest of us are. Uh, there is uh, there's a very good point and a very, very good memory by one Mike Harmon, uh, even if it only went back to last year. That's, that's all it uh, needs to. That's that's a longer memory. You got a kid now. You're going to learn this really fast. Uh, a lot of what you thought you knew about sports gets a little fuzzy. Uh, yes. And you might you might hit the internet a little bit more to make sure you're right sometimes. <laughs> I, have, I have learned that the hard way. I'm always upgrading my car. Not because I need to, because I want to. Today, it's custom rims for my ride. Tomorrow, it might be a new driver's side seat cushion. And ebaymotors.com always has what I need. They've got over 122 million car parts, all at the right price. That's perfect for me, because I'm a car guy. Are you still in the garage? It's 2 in the morning. Uh, almost done. Okay, I'm a car fanatic. eBay Motors. Let's ride. Imagine fighting climate change every time you buy groceries or pizza. Now you can. With the Aspiration Zero credit card, you can reduce your carbon footprint by making the same purchases you always make. Aspiration Zero plants one tree every time you make a purchase. Or plant two trees when you choose to round all your purchases up to the nearest dollar. Track your progress in the app and earn 1% cash back each month you reach carbon zero. For a limited time, earn a $300 bonus when you open an account at Aspiration.com and spend $3,000 in the first 90 days. Join the community that helps you fight climate change with every purchase. Aspiration Zero. One card, zero carbon footprint. The Aspiration Zero MasterCard is issued by Beneficial State Bank pursuant to license by MasterCard International Incorporated. Beneficial State Bank member FDIC 2021. Terms and conditions apply. Visit Aspiration.com zero for more information. Support for this podcast in the following message comes from American Express. You're in the mood for something delicious. I'm kind of pizza. Spicy. Savory. Sweet. The craving is real, but what is it? Amex is here to help you find out. Now you can get a taste of something different. Reserve exclusive tables at some of the best places in town with Amex Platinum. Hundreds of sought-after restaurants. Thousands of new dishes. One of the many reasons you're with Amex Platinum. Visit AmericanExpress.com slash with Platinum. Terms apply. All right. At least we don't have to remember too much as we look ahead now to the 2022 fantasy football season. Let's bring in our executive producer, Ryan Bershinger, who joins the party as we have a three-man drafting crew. And if you're just joining us or you missed the first episode, uh, I will actually encourage you to go back and listen. But I'm also going to do you a favor. I'm going to recap the picks we made in the last first round. But the other point that you need to know, because maybe you missed the last episode, was this. We're not doing it in drafting teams. We're just drafting best available at that point. That's why we're just doing a draft order of Ryan, Mike, and myself. Ryan, Mike, and myself. There's no snaking back. It's just the three of us, but it allows us to get an idea of what players are going to be where as you look ahead to the 2022 fantasy football season. And, and Mike, this is what I like to do, and Ryan, this is for you as well. 
I'm still in football mode right now. Now, in March, I'll be in NCAA tournament, March Madness, thinking about that, getting ready for the Masters. So the football stuff is going to kind of ease up as, as when it comes to fantasy. But since I'm still in football mode now, I want to get my 2022 season off on the right foot. So I'm trying to already do some work ahead for next season. And that's why I think the month of January and this time is so important because you can get that first look at 2022 as you try to prepare for next season. Well, it's all still fresh in your brain. Yes. Right? The good, the bad, the ugly, the ebb and flow and where games were missed. When you go back, if you leave that undone till July, all of a sudden it's like, all right, he finished with how many yards? How many games did he miss? When did he get hurt? Those kind of things. So, you know, missed a game here, partial game there, all of those. Uh, that's still fresh in your memory as you try to to go back and, and really assess a player and it's less work later on. Like, the stats aren't changing. Time to go manipulate and work with them. And then, obviously, adjust uh, as we get to free agency and hopefully a lot of trades to really create chaos this year. That would be magnificent. Ryan Bershinger, what's the earliest you ever started planning for a fantasy football season? Listen, if, you got, if you're serious about winning a title, you got you to gotta follow the words of Bill Belichick. There, there is no off season, <laughs> no days off, no days off. No, honestly, I'd say that's though, fair to assume. <laughs> honestly, like I, uh, just because I, I love fantasy football. Like during the fantasy playoffs, I'll actually look ahead to like any sort of early rankings that come out yeah. for next season just out of curiosity well take a look in your defense as well you were in championship games this That's year true. winning them yes. guys like me who were eliminated like by week 15 yeah i already started looking ahead to next year because <laughs> why not there was nothing to play for for the rest of this year but uh, that's what we try to do here so hopefully you are like us and want to look ahead to 2022 so this is what the first round of our draft looked like a week ago in the first round Ryan took Jonathan Taylor, Mike took Derrick Henry, I took Alvin Kamara with our first three picks. Ryan then took Austin Eckler, Mike went with Cooper Cup, I went with Najee Harris. Ryan took Dalvin Cook at seven overall, Mike went with Devontae Adams, and then I took Justin Jefferson at nine in our final three picks of the first round. Christian McCaffrey went to Ryan, Mike then took DeAndre Swift, and I took Tyreek Hill. So we will start with Ryan, but before we get to Ryan's first pick of the second round and 13th overall, this was like a real draft to me, guys, because I started to have remorse, literally <laughs> buyer's remorse over my pick. And actually a couple of picks. There was the Alvin Kamara over Austin Eckler, but really it was the Tyreek Hill selection at number 12. And when I made the pick, I was I was wondering, I'm like, do I go here? Do I go there? And in the end, I just said Tyreek Hill. But not even 24 hours after, I was having some remorse on picking Tyreek Hill at number 12. So this is no different than actually doing a fantasy draft when I look back and say, what the heck was I doing there? I, I mean, that the, I already had buyer's remorse from the first round of our fantasy draft. So there's probably going to be more to come in the next five rounds. Ryan, start building the image, uh, image and sound for buyer's remorse. Right. That's, for that is 2022. We yeah. can absolutely do that on a weekly basis. It's, it writes itself. It's perfect. Buyer's remorse, by the way, that or buyer sell are the puns that See, people always give me for like shows that I or segments that I should do uh, with my last name. 
That's uh, it's buyer's remorse, and I had buyer's remorse for this one, but it's, it's that. better than I got. Or buyer's. The only thing anybody asked me: Are you related to the guy from NCIS? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we got. We him. Do step up to the mic. You know, <laughs> nah, there you go. <laughs> there's, there's other ones. All sorts of things with Mike that we can do. Yeah, yeah. Mike's so, magic, his ninjas, and then I'll be standing there in a thong. I mean, I don't know. Oh, not bad. Sounds hot. Love it. Hey, man, there's there's some percentage of the audience that would get fired up about that. <laughs> Might be small. Harman, Wait, the percentage of people that would get. No. <laughs> this podcast is NSFW. No, let's uh, – Let's get it going. All right, round number two. By the way, we're going to be doing a round each week until the final episode of the podcast, which is going to be right after Super Bowl 56. So we'll have six rounds to get you set for 2022. Ryan Bershinger, you are on the clock at number 13 overall. Well, I'm curious to hear who you uh, probably would have taken instead of Tyreek Hill once you sort of analyze that decision. If I was you... I would take this player here at 12. In fact, I I could see this guy going as high as seven. I will tell you this. I will, mm-hmm. I will say this, not to interrupt. Yes. I will tell you when the guy is picked. Okay. Okay. So, perfect. And if, and if he lasts to me in the next one, then I would obviously take him. Sure. But I will tell you. Go ahead. So I, I can see this guy going as high as in the middle of the first round, as, as high as six or seven. I will take Joe Mixon here at number 13. Uh, I think because of how incredibly powerful the Bengals' offense was in the back half of the season, Joe Mixon also was the third highest running back, but at at the end at season's end. So I think Joe Mixon is looking at just our back half of the first round here. You could comfortably take him really anywhere in there. So I'm going Joe Mixon here. All right, Joe Mixon is off the board at number 13. That was not who I was debating over. Uh, Mike Harmon, you're up at number 14. Well, I celebrate his entire catalog, or more so, I celebrate his quarterback, uh, and he's made him, oh, the, that much uh, more accomplished. Uh, so Stefan Diggs gets the nod for me here next. Oh, Stefan Diggs is in at number 14 as uh, the running back wide receiver combo has been uh, a constant theme. I would not have taken Stefan Diggs. So the guy that I was debating on taking, I will take right here. It was Jamar Chase of the there Cincinnati Bengals. That was my debate. Yeah. Yep. That's the, again, it's it's youth. There's that factor of it, but I think that when you have the talent like a Justin Jefferson uh, that I took earlier in the draft, we saw what he did in his second season. I think Jamar Chase can continue to have that and that rapport with the Bengals should continue. Now Cincinnati will have a tougher schedule. Than they uh, than they had uh, this past season, but still, it didn't stop them from playing Green Bay to overtime and and beating the Vikings like they did in Week One. So I take Jamar Chase at number fifteen overall. As uh, we have a run on Bengals early in the second round, Ryan Bershinger, you are up with pick number sixteen. There's a couple interesting names here, but uh, I I think just strictly going off of value. And also, I've only taken running back, so why not keep that going? I will take Nick Chubb here at 15 because uh, you're, you're still going to get a steady workload there. You might get an improvement at quarterback. Who knows? But with the way that that offense works through their running backs, I will take Nick Chubb, who will who will give you strong production throughout the season. See, I like that you brought up the quarterback. Who, who are you bringing in that's better? Even if you hate Baker, who's better that's going to be on the market? 
That's the question I keep asking everybody, right? When we talk about co- coaches and quarterbacks, who, who's out there that's better? As much as I may stand for Mitchell Trubisky, I don't think everybody's going to be on my side with that. Uh, beyond that, uh, the shirtless Ryan Fitzpatrick, does he get released from uh, and go back to where it all began in Cincinnati, or in, in Ohio and go to Cleveland instead of Cincinnati? I still think Aaron Rodgers is an option for Cleveland. Ooh. I really do. I, I know it's – we don't know what's going to happen, but I just I, I think he could be the savior that ends up coming to town and saves things. If no matter how it ends at Green Bay, I still think Rogers to Cleveland is a possibility. Ooh, I like that. I've got a bottle of champagne in my fridge that will get popped if that happens. You know, <laughs> given my Chicago ties and Bears fandom. But if I'm Green Bay, I'm going to tell him, you know what, you can go hang out in Hawaii with Miles Teller again. We're not trading you. You're retiring <laughs> if you don't want to play for us. Oh <laughs> uh, well, we we shall see. But I like Nick Chubb as well. Nick Chubb just gives you points, and that's that's all that you can ask for. Those, you know, PPR stuff sometimes clouds it because he's not going to give you eight receptions in a game. Sure, but he's going to give you a hundred yards usually, and he's probably going to get in the end zone more often than not. All right, I'll All go right, back uh, for up. my hybrid guy at number 17. Uh, mentioned him, that he was going to come off, and, well, he's still there for me. So Debo Samuel as a running back slash wide mm. receiver. Uh, guy does a little bit of everything. Yeah. It's only he starts throwing the ball, too, then look out. But uh, the way he's been used and the identity of that squad, uh, I think he's just set up to be a special player for a while. There's a situation that I'm sitting there trying to decide at number 18, and it's more because we don't know who the coach is going to be, but we do know the talent is there. I am going to go Javante Williams of the Denver Broncos. Sure. I I actually think it. You know, we made jokes throughout the season, guys, of how evenly split that backfield was for Denver, and for as frustrating as it was for fantasy purposes. I still think it probably did Javante Williams some good in not taking the wear and tear and have him run into the ground. And Melvin Gordon seemed fine with things. And maybe they figure out a way where Melvin Gordon comes back. But honestly, I, I, I just don't see it. I think that, that Williams probably takes more of the more of the workload. And whoever comes in is going to have a bell cow of a running back in Javante Williams. So I'm going to go Javante Williams at 18th overall. All right, Ryan Bershinger, you're up at number 19. So here I'm going to go with a guy who probably could have gone at any point in the second round. Uh, I'll take Travis Kelsey here at number 19, the the first tight end to come off the board. He'll still give you uh, probably tight end one numbers. It just seems like it doesn't slow down at all for Travis Kelsey. So I'll take him here. Especially now that he throws touchdowns too. I mean, how insane is that? Here's I'm going to, okay. I'm going to say this, Ryan, I don't want to be too harsh on you. This is going to sound really harsh. Uh Uh-huh. I think this is Ryan's first bad pick of the draft. Okay. Boom. Yeah. How about that? <laughs> no, you guys are supposed to go like, woo. No, no, no. I love it. It's okay. I just, I, I'm just happy that every have, other pick has been good, so it's fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I've, I've loved all of them, and I think they've been, they've been really good. I just question. I had Travis Kelsey this past season, and there was some you know talk about maybe a stinger slowing him down. Obviously, after the wild card game, you're like, geez, what, you know, like that's the Travis Kelsey that we all know. But the Chiefs, again, are in the long game. Mm. And there have been times where 
Um, you know, we've seen some Blake Bell. We've seen some other stuff. Not that they've taken his spot. You just wonder what another year could do. And when you see some of the emergence of other guys, I just wonder – I just wonder about Travis Kelsey, who is getting up there in age a little bit. So I just I I wonder about that. But I I just I had to I had to bring it up because we can't just all pat each other on the back, right? I mean, especially with my awful pick so far. No, no, no I, but I, look, uh, but I've, yeah, no, I, I'm curious uh, curious about Travis Kelsey in 2022. Yeah, I've just done huge gambles. Yeah, it'll be year ten for him. Yeah, and you know one of the things that I think will be interesting to watch with the extra game and. And obviously, we keep an eye out for when you know game eighteen shows up on the radar, guys. Is that load management may find its way <laughs> to the National Football League here? Yeah. When you look at the way attrition was, and for some teams, again playing the long game, like you say here with Kelsey, I wonder how many teams that extends to before it's all said and done. Yeah, I, I think I actually I. I that's a great point because I think that you could start to see it. It's a long haul in the regular season. All right, Kelsey's off the board. Harmon, you're up at number 20. Now, I'm going to go with a, a little bit of the price shot, and based on what I saw on Monday night, it was the reemergence of the identity that I thought needed to be there for the Rams and for Sean McVay. So I'm going to go with Cam Akers. And hope oh, that geez. what I saw as a base here is the jumping off point for a huge 22. I was hoping Cam Akers would fall, but alas, it does not happen. Because I've, I, it, to see how fresh he looked. Yes. He looked really good. <laughs> I mean, and, and you know the Rams will want to run the ball no matter what they do. Yeah, he was. He looked really good. There was, by the way, talk about like the most anti-fantasy football season that you could have. Cam Akers didn't play in any weeks but week 18 and now the playoffs. Like that, you know, for, <laughs> yeah. when you play fantasy, you're like, just be there weeks one through 17. Everything else, who cares about when you talk about <laughs> fantasy guys? But Cam Akers was the exact opposite of that. Very, very uh, frustrating. No All rush. right, Cam Akers uh, is the pick for Mike Harmon. That puts me on the clock once again. You know, when you look at the wide receiver position, there isn't – there's a lot of young names. I mentioned C.D. Lamb would be earlier. If this was a year ago, I'd probably jump on C.D. Lamb because I would just think like, man, I can, you know, can't imagine what he's going to do in his second year. There just seemed to be something a little off there. And there's also something a little off somewhere else. Um, not in Dallas, but in Seattle. But based on pure talent and size, you'd have to think that DK Metcalf would get on the right track. I'm going to go DK Metcalf at number 21 and uh, just hope that Seattle figures out the quarterback situation, whether it's Russell Wilson staying or if Russell Wilson leaves. But just based on pure talent on where we are right now, I would bet on them figuring something out even though he was a huge disappointment, just the size and speed is something that I couldn't turn down. So I'm going to go DK Metcalf at number 21. Okay, so we had a Manning cast related to the wild card, super wild card weekend. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald was on, and the uh, the Cardinals got blown out. Now, while he's not active, he will always be associated with the Cardinals. Uh, so the Manning curse continues. That means the next movie or product The Rock puts out is going to suck. 
even though he had that cool T-Rex head <laughs> behind him. That I, I researched it, guys. Uh, it was bought anonymously for $32 million in 2020. Oh. So there you go. Uh, stand behind him there. Uh, and then you had Russell Wilson was guest number three. So what does that mean with no games being played right now for Russell Wilson? He's, he's already started his uh, looking at other options. Which is uh, <laughs> which sure really shouldn't have any, does he? <laughs> yeah, I know. It's just sure interesting <laughs> when you're sitting there. And, I mean, I know uh, they're firing a, a bunch of the defensive staff. Oh man, well they got a lot of yes guys there, you know. Sure. Ken Norton Jr. and uh, is their defensive coordinator. Anyway, I, I I'm gonna put <laughs> DK Metcalf in it. that conversation uh, just because of what a freak athlete he is. So he goes at number 21. All right. Here at 22, I'm thinking of a couple different things, but I think I'm going to go with what I feel is the safer pick. Um, I want a piece of the Chargers offense in year three with Justin Herbert behind the behind the, the, the helm again. So uh, I'll take Keenan Allen here at 22. Mm. Stats for days, baby. Stats for days. You'd have to think that he would uh, continue his – uh, producing ways when you have, uh, yeah, Justin Herbert. And who knows what Mike Williams' situation is going to be. Uh, there could be a lot more targets for Keenan Allen if Mike Williams plays elsewhere next year. Sure. All right, so from pick number 23, number of options on the board and a number of them that I just categorically dismiss going, I don't like you, and I don't like you, where I need to pick right now. You know, the options uh, and, you know, running back, usually the king in these draft points. So there's a couple that I look at. And then I look at a guy who's essentially a wide receiver and he had a bunch of injury issues this year. Uh, but I'm going to take Darren Waller. Mm. Upset the apple cart a little bit here. I wondered if Mark Andrews was going to be second, and he is not. I mean, when it comes to tight ends. Yeah, he was almost my pick, you know, because he's now got the all-time mark uh, for receiving yards in a season by a Ravens receiver. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a strong history there that you've got there. <laughs> there with, uh, oh, gosh, why am I – why am I? Who was who was number eighty four? It was Lewis. Who am I forgetting? What wasn't it? Um, oh, I am gonna have to look this up because now I'm trying to think of old Ravens receivers, and I got to go Baltimore Ravens. We well, had Clayton was there. You had uh, who am I thinking of? Why it's gonna? I, I'm gonna bring it up right you had here. Travis right Taylor. Here. You had. <laughs> Steve uh, Smith, you had Anquan. Oh yeah, Derek Bowles. Mason's the all-time. Derek Mason, uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, why am – Jermaine Lewis, that's who it Jermaine, was. Jermaine, sure. Jermaine Lewis. I know you're listening on the podcast screaming, Jermaine Lewis, you idiot. The great Jermaine Todd Lewis. Heath. Oh, yes. Uh, Jermaine Lewis. Just put that, it – it, I mean, to put their history as the Ravens in perspective, Dennis Pitta is the sixth – uh, leading receiver and ter- with 224 career receptions. <laughs> uh, it's, uh, it's Mason, Todd Heap, and Torrey Smith. Uh, then you there can you get go. to Mark Andrews. Heck, Ray Rice is up there on, yeah. on, uh, on a bunch of categories. All right, Darren Waller goes off the board. So the final pick, 
And this will leave you guys salivating because uh, there are probably a bunch of guys that you're looking at and you're mm-hmm. saying, man, I hope I can get them in round three when we do this next week. Mike, you mentioned the running back position. I don't want to name guys that I am passing on because I just, I'd just i rather just name the guy I'm going to take. And I think he actually had a pretty decent end to the season, which didn't – and was it a great healthy campaign, was dinged up, uh, kind of hampered by it, but did have Was it a 100-yard game against the Bears? The, uh, the, That's a joke. <laughs> the, the, the guy that I am going to take – is Antonio Gibson Love of him. the Washington soon-to-be Commanders, or whatever their nickname is going to be. We think it's going to be Commanders, but I will take Antonio Gibson, who ended up uh, scoring, having 146 yards in the final game of the year against the uh, the New York Giants. Also had a nice game against the Seahawks. Had a good game against Tampa, getting in the end zone a couple of times, even against that tough run defense. But Antonio Gibson will be my pick at number 24. Is he still learning the running back position in D.C.? Not too shabby for a guy who was uh, supposed to be out with a shin injury as of week eight. <laughs> yeah, he, and he, he you know, played through pretty much most of everything and uh, maybe didn't give everybody that drafted him, including myself, the uh, production. However, I do think his usage at the end of the year in spots – uh, shows that there is some promise there for Antonio Gibson. So that is wrapping up our second round of our 2022 fantasy draft. So to recap, Ryan took Joe Mixon, Mike went Stephon Diggs, I took Jamar Chase, then it went Nick Chubb, Debo Samuel, Javante Williams, Travis Kelsey, Cam Akers, DK Metcalf, Keenan Allen, Darren Waller, and then at number 24, Antonio Gibson. All right, Burst, your final thoughts on what we've done so far in two rounds. Anything stand out to you? I think, uh, and it's probably because we just finished the season, it just feels super loaded with talent. Like, I remember coming into this season thinking that there was such a huge drop-off in drafting running backs at the beginning of the year. You wanted to take running backs quickly because by the end of the second round, it was hard to find a lot of really strong value at running back. And by the fifth round, you were taking guys who weren't going to really be starting. So uh, Mm. I think looking at the way that this overall board is setting up this year, it feels like there's way more uh, actual usable talent that will go deep into the first 50, 60 picks. I I think that it's, it's setting up in a way where it's going to be a very loaded, active fantasy season from, from what I can tell. I Mike, think there's your uh, just that split, guys, that we saw, and the trust of usage may not be there, hence more wide receivers mm-hmm. creeping into those early rounds because mm-hmm. the way the passing games evolved to where you have some of these three-yard passes. And no, I'm not making fun of Ben Roethlisberger uh, that are essentially handoffs uh, for offenses and count as receptions, so we'll take them and run with them as best we can. I, I think my thing is, is actually with the wide receiver position, there are a bunch of guys, but the top guys are top guys. Like when you look at where we drafted Cooper Cup, Justin Jefferson, Devontae Adams, they really are the top guys. And then it's not that Debo Samuel and Jamar Chase and Tyree Kill and Stephon Diggs are just in the group of a bunch of guys. But when you look at guys who had – a thousand yard seasons and eleven hundred yard seasons. There are a bunch of guys in that group, 
And so I, I, I think that the value of wide receiver and how we've done it, there's really, really good value at the top for some of those top guys. And then when you get down to it, there are a bunch of guys when you do the draft that kind of may be the same. I mean, Michael Pittman had a 1,000-yard season. So did T. Higgins. So did Hunter Renfro and Brandon Cooks. These are all names that, you know, at some point are, you know, could be gone in our next four rounds. But uh, it's, it's, it's really nice to have a guy like Cooper Cup or Devontae Adams in your roster. That's how I view Always things. good so to far. set the base, right? Yes. Absolutely. Burst, great job. Find you on Twitter at Ryan Bershinger. Uh, again, all great picks except Travis Kelsey. Yeah. Uh, no, you, you, you can hold that one against me uh, when Kelsey has like 1,500 yards of and 18 course. touchdowns next year. Yes. All right. Yeah, get him on Twitter at Ryan Bershinger. Harmon, any final thoughts as we wrap up this bad boy? I, I just want to keep going. You know, now, now the, the juices are flowing. The vitriol, I mean, we, we've opened up the, all right, you know, every once in a while someone's got to, just say, no, that doesn't work, and here's why. Uh, and I want to get another guillotine league started, like, now. So we need to guillotine something. Oh, <laughs> uh, I, uh, I, 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 We do a draft lottery in our league for our, our picks to try to prevent tanking, and we have other things in there. We, we, don't, we don't make someone sit at a Waffle House for 24 hours. That's not our way of preventing <laughs> You know, I did have a guy down the street from me. Really? That he had his kid over his uh, shoulders, and he was holding a, a sign, wave to my daddy. And daddy had a sign underneath that said, dad sucks at fantasy football. <laughs> I've seen license plate frames, like I'm the worst in fantasy, like seeing those things. <laughs> Our buddy Adam in Montana had to get a tattoo last year. There you go. I don't think Adam finished last this year, thank goodness. Hopefully he listened to the pod. And, He's not working and, on a sleeve now because yeah, of his fantasy. Yes, <laughs> yes but, uh, but it all does. It all gets you into the fantasy mode, and you know it, it, it really, really – is just a great way to end the fantasy football season because then you can kind of put it on hold. And then when you show up again in July and August, you've already done a bunch of work. So that works out. We'll be back next week. Another new episode will drop on Tuesday morning. We'll look back at the divisional playoff games, give a look ahead to the AFC and NFC championships at that time. And then we will get into round three of our look ahead to the 2022 fantasy football draft so for mike Harmon, you can get on twitter at swollen dome i'm dan meyer find me at dan meyer on fox enjoy the divisional games and we will talk to you next week we just can't seem to catch a break huh so many rough fire seasons but we made it through and now there's another risk all that charred soil and burnt vegetation can lead to floods and mud flow I know, but you've got this too. And one way to get this is to get this, flood insurance. There's no rest for the West, but with flood insurance, you can rest assured that you're ready for whatever else nature throws at you. Protect the life you've built at floodsmart.gov wildfires. Hey, singles, do you feel like a tourist in your own town? Too busy to enjoy all your city has to offer? Events and Adventures organizes up to 30 unique get-togethers around town each and every month. We do all the work, so you have all the fun on your schedule. Visit places you didn't even know were places and get to know the fellow singles you didn't know you needed in your life. Fall in love with your hometown all over again by joining Events and Adventures. Get started by visiting eventsandadventures.com today. That's eventsandadventures.com.
MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Tura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 